I don't know. All I know is we threw four interceptions and fumbled once. One interception they returned for a touchdown. Three others were in our end of the field where they scored points. That's all I know. That's inexcusable. Inexcusable. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game. Welcome back. We are back from a brief hiatus for the uh, non-important fantasy, uh, non-important part of the fantasy season. So we're back here as the NFL is going into the playoffs. We're going to start discussing some NFL playoff action, do our brackets here today, and talk about the playoff fantasy football leagues. So, Walk, how are you? And where do you want to get started? Well, you know, I'm here, John. Right. I'm like Marshawn Lynch. And I'm just here so I don't get fined because I'm not happy. My Eagles suck. We're dropping like flies. And uh, we couldn't be going into the playoffs with worse momentum. And then to boot, we end up getting the Monday night draw, which I think it's an absolute, I don't know what the word is. It's ridiculous. Oh, no, player safety's paramount. Don't forget. Exactly. Let's give teams shorter rest, right? And potentially, like, would have to travel against, you know, to San Fran, say, to face a team that's coming off a bye, right? So now it's short week, cross country, and you're giving that team, you know, an additional day's rest against, you know, the the team that just had to play in wild card weekend. It's it's a it's bullshit. Safety first. Three games. I get it. You don't want a one o'clock game on a Saturday, but people are watching. Hey, just give me a break. You're 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 threatening to not let people see the Kansas City game with this stupid peacock agreement that you have in place. But yeah, you 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 want to still want to own Monday night in the playoffs. It's it's even if it wasn't for my Eagles, it's bullshit. Shouldn't happen. I mean. Try and level the playing field here a little bit, you know. And then the teams that play on Saturday, they play the following Saturday, right? Against the team that had to buy or against whoever else played Saturday, if it lines up. And then Sunday and Sunday, you can do that. It's I'm sure it can be done. You do an AFC day and NFC day, and then the last week it's just on Sunday. Everyone gets the same amount of rest, other than the buy teams who earn the additional week, you know. But you shouldn't lose potentially two days. Against, you know, there's a team that plays Saturday at one o'clock or sorry, Saturday at four o'clock. And then the Eagles don't play till Monday at 8 p.m. Right. I mean, it's literally two full days difference for those teams. It's a, it's a joke. NFL doesn't care about player safety. They don't care about players at all. They don't care about fans. I mean, money, they money, money. Care about money. Yeah. Tell me more play. of this Peacock deal. I did not know anything about this. Okay. One of the so, games is Peacock only. One of the games is Peacock only. And it happens to be the Kansas City Chiefs game. Um, I'm going to be missing that one. It should be Saturday at 8 p.m. So it was this they they hadn't announced at the time, but they did say the Saturday 8 p.m. game will be aired exclusively on Peacock. And then once it was released, it was Kansas City, which is even before the Miami Buffalo final because they didn't have an opponent yet, but they knew it was in Kansas City. It, it came out that it was the Chiefs. I'm like, oh, that makes total sense, right? They're trying to get, you know, they're they're using the the defending Super Bowl champions. And also this stupid Taylor Swift angle to get people to download Peacock, right? Oh, you're right. That's what pony it is. up. Yeah, it's total money grab. You're getting you know, the Swifties in there. Yep, big NFL that's uh, you know, in bed with NBC Universal, which is who owns Peacock. They, I guess, the good thing is though that for, for at least what I read is for in the Kansas City and Miami markets, you can watch it on NBC. But yeah, people like us. 
we have to download Peacock. I, and pay. I shan't. But, I shan't yeah, be doing that. That that'll that yeah that'll be the game I miss this weekend. That's that's fine. Yeah, such is life. Yeah, I will not be paying for Peacock just to watch one game and then I'll forget to cancel that stupid subscription for like two years and <laughs> however much a month. I mean, that's that's it, the entire intent behind it. So, you know, unless there's like a free seven day trial, you know, where I literally cancel it on Sunday after the game. Uh, yeah, I won't be either. But yeah, so that game is exclusively on Peacock. Wonderful. But, it was a it was an interesting weekend where I think ultimately there were only like four NFL games that actually mattered, you know, like like really mattered uh, at the end of the day. But there were a lot did. of tiebreakers and shit. Like the Titans game ended up being important, and yeah, there, there were there was more. Yes, they they did. Yes, I, I potential. Agree. I mean, that was crazy how Jacksonville just bottomed out. Um, at the end of this year and ultimately did not even make the playoffs because of yeah. the Titans loss and the Texans win. Um, or it wasn't even Texans. Whoever won the Houston Indy game was a playoff team. And I guess Indy then, if they would have won, they would have won the division. So yeah, uh, interesting nonetheless. But yeah, I mean, like truly impactful games. Like I don't even count any of the NFC East games as impactful. Like everyone knew Washington was beating the Commanders. So the Eagles-Giants game didn't matter. And to, as far as I Dallas, can, Dallas yeah. beating the Commanders. Yeah, what I say, Washington, Washington. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, Dallas beating the Commanders. Like that was a, that was a foregone conclusion. It took a little longer, but then at the end, they they kicked the shit out of them. So, and I everyone knew that was happening, which then made the Eagles game irrelevant, and <clears throat> rendered both of those games irrelevant. So, yeah, while some did have, you know, they did have playoff implications, right? Dallas had to win. And, you know, if the Eagles had won, well, no, no, sorry. Take that. Dallas didn't have to win because the Eagles suck and they didn't win anyway. So Dallas still wins the division if they spit the bit uh, against those commanders. But those games were mattered one-sidedly. You know, there was only a few games, the Indy Houston game that kind of kicked off the weekend. It was for the division, the Buffalo uh, Miami Dolphins game, which was also for the division. And then, uh, I mean, what else? Uh, no, yeah, Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay played. <laughs> did Tampa Bay beat the Carolina Panthers or did the Carolina Panthers beat the Carolina Panthers? Because that was a, a win and in scenario as well, which then rendered that Saints-Falcons game irrelevant. So uh, Green Bay, I guess, they had to win um, to, to stay in the wild card hunt against the Bears. But again, still just one-sided. Didn't really matter for the other team. They just wanted to play spoiler, so. No, no. Still, I was for sixteen games. I felt like there was four games that really mattered all all weekend, which is why you should never play fantasy football in week eighteen. Yeah, it's uh, gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the only fun thing would be just to, it, it would be a crazy waiver wire. You know what I mean? Trying to get Jeff Driscoll off waivers for your last couple of bucks there. My thought is if you want to do that, make that a whole separate thing. Do a one-week free-for-all, and you draft out again. Like, If you really want to play an 18 and you're a sicko, then you, it shouldn't. It has nothing to do with your the team that you got there with. Because, And I'm just, just out of curiosity. I want to look and see who the top scorers were. So, ironically enough, Josh Allen and Dak Prescott were still the top two scoring quarterbacks. Um, they both played in games that matter. And then it was <laughs> Derek Carr, Nick Mullins, Carson Wentz, 
Then it was Goff and Love, Stroud, Trevor Lawrence. Then it was Tyrod Taylor, Desmond Ritter, and Jake Browning round out your top 12. 13 and 14 were Sam Darnold and Easton Stick. So that would have uh, that would have proved interesting. Yeah, a lot um, of the running backs were the chalk. Yeah, a lot of top running backs actually had big games in week 18. I mean, we're going to have to talk a little bit about how James Conner finished the year. He's got another year on his contract in Arizona. I think that offense is going to be better next year. I think James Conner is a sneaky kind of zero RB home run hitter. Oh, for uh, sure. Although, although week. Michael Carter looked pretty good in that offense for a guy who yeah. just yeah. came yeah. off the street. I, I, if I had to pick between one of them for next year for a zero RB guy, we know Connor's going to miss games. Yeah, yeah. Give, give me Michael Carter even cheaper. And you mentioned another guy who I don't even really want to talk about him, but uh, Jake Jake Browning. Uh, what was what was happening there in that field? Uh, with, with, yeah, I don't think anything that was happening on the field was important. Uh, but what an yeah, outfit! I mean, and if you up, go punch it above his go, weight class, that's for sure. If you go on our Instagram, ah, oh, there you go. There are many such outfits. This take was a not step, a take it a step further. Yeah, this was not a attention grab. This, this is, was not a one time. This is a check out what life. I'm wearing to the game. Yeah, okay. day in the life. Okay, yeah. So oh. yeah, Mr. Browning. Oh. You're a you're a good man. Let me just run you down some wide receivers that were top twelve. Uh, David Bell, um, Dontavian Wicks, At Perry, Andre Yoshivas, Quez Watkins. They were all wide receiver ones mm. in week eighteen. So it's a it's a good time to be alive. Uh, we had a Will Disley, a uh, another Johnny Smith, a Donald Parham, a Dawson Knox, and an Andrew Beck. They were all and Andrew Beck, who is a fullback, I'm pretty sure, who caught a touchdown yes. that game. Um, guess qualifies as a tight end. They were all starting tight ends this past week as well. So of course. But we can't <clears throat> all right. So what I'm thinking we should start with is the brackets. Uh, since your Eagles are in there, why don't you start with the NFC? Then I will do my NFC, then I'll do my AFC, you do your AFC. I believe. Just knowing how you think and how I think, I think we're going to have very different brackets. So I'm very curious to see how this goes for you. So NFC, start wherever you want and okay. play it out. Uh, play it out am, to the big game. Okay. So I uh, I am looking on CBS Sports. So it just has it has aligned in a certain order, and of course it has my Eagles at Tampa Bay as the first game. So I do have the Eagles beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think it's an ugly game that will be close and tight to the end. Tampa is only a two-and-a-half-point dog at home, um, one of two teams that is a home dog in this. So I do think Philadelphia advances. I have the Los Angeles Rams defeating the Detroit Lions as well on Sunday in primetime. I think Stafford back to Detroit is an amazing turn of events. First time ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean – He's only been two, yeah. What's he? Three seasons? It's not there. Uh, that's not that uncommon, I wouldn't think. Um, home roads, but um, I do have the Rams being the Detroit Lions. Uh, I think who are severely going to miss Sam Laporta in that offense. Oh yeah. And then lastly, I do have Dallas beating Green Bay, but boy, would I love to see the Packers just stick it to Mike McCarthy uh, one more time. So that's Eagles Rams. Cowboys, 
advance. So then that would be uh, San Fran would host the LA Rams and my Eagles would go to Dallas. I have both San Fran and Dallas winning those two games to be San Fran versus Dallas for the NFC. And I have San Fran beating Dallas to go to the Super Bowl. All right. So I, you, you went to a little chalky here, minus the lions, which are to go with the lions. I mean, you know, I, I went chalky, except too? that I have two first round <laughs> road wins. Wow. I mean, you know, <laughs> the, the way it shakes out anymore. Tampa's just, <laughs> I default the higher seed, but, um, I, I was reading a bunch of stuff about this coming into it. There is just weird statistical stuff. Like, you know, Tampa and Philly, this is their sixth time meeting in the playoffs. It's insane. And then how many time we've played them. Yeah. And, and then we played them the first year. Jalen Hurts. It was the first year when uh, oh. Sirianni went to the playoffs. And we lost in Tampa. And that was where Tom Bowles famously said that uh, Jalen Hurts can't read defenses. <laughs> and then uh, on the flip side of it, Detroit and the Rams have played once. Do you know what year that was? Uh, 62. 1953. So <laughs> it's just <laughs> fucking nuts. They have these other guys play six times. And and I, I mean, I get Detroit hasn't been there for 30 years. So that, that takes a big chunk of that. But There's yeah, I thought it was weird. All right. So. Moving to my side, I'll just kind of go the order you did. Um, I have the Eagles also beating the Buccaneers. I also have the Rams uh, beating the Lions. Ah, listen, until it happens, I'm not. I'm not drinking the Cowboy Kool Aid. Give me the Green Bay Packers with the upset. Um, Packers seven seed, so they're getting the Niners. I have the Niners beating them. I have the Rams against the Eagles. Man. The, the Rams have been pretty surprising. Philly secondary is Garbaggio. I think the Rams can exploit that. So I'm actually going Rams, and I'm taking Rams Niners with the Niners going to the Super Bowl. So we have the same team coming out. A couple uh so You have room there. You have full road warriors, hawk and animal, and uh, – Wild card weekend. The I NFC. did, in fact. Yes. And you would have my Eagles hosting a playoff game in the division round. Yes, sir. Which is insane. Insane. But yeah, so yeah. the outcome is still the same. San Fran is the class of the <laughs> NFC, and they are running super duper hot right now. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, a little banged up that buy is going to work wonders for them. But all right. Now, flipping over to the AFC. Um, I don't know what order you have it, so I'll just go kind of high seed to low seed for this one. So Bills uh, versus the Steelers. I have the Bills uh, not particularly close. Chiefs and the Dolphins. Man, the Chiefs have looked like shit. The Dolphins have had plenty of spots of looking like shit, but uh, that Chiefs game is supposed to be icy, icy cold. (laughs) So, and at the end of the day, it's, you know, the Chiefs have been there. They kind of know what to look for dolphins kind of new to the game here. So I I was thinking dolphins, but I am going to go chiefs with this one and uh, the Browns versus the Texans That Browns defense is terrifying. CJ Stroud. Welcome to the big show, sir. I think this is all bad for them. Give me the Browns. So I got bills, chiefs and Browns two, three and five. So Ravens get the Browns. 
Ravens continue their streak of playoff disappointment. Give me the Browns head into the AFC championship game. Joe Flacco returns to Baltimore for <laughs> a playoff victory. Uh, I have the Bills beating the Chiefs again. Same criticism I have of the Chiefs. If I'm not mistaken, this will be the Chiefs' first road playoff game in the Pat Mahomes era. I think I read that too, because even when they weren't like the top seed, the way that it shook out is they ended up like hosting the yeah, AFC yeah. championship game. Because so now I have the Bills versus the Browns. And it, 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 a part of me just wants me to put the Browns in there. Just it would just, you know, the old football gears a turn and how crazy that would be for just that great defense. Flacco's been playing really good and defense win championships. And look, the Bills are very, very suspect and subject to, uh, you know, some sloppy play turnovers, not doing what they're supposed to do. So it would be fun to see the Browns, but I have the Bills versus the 49ers. Okay. And who do you have winning? Oh, you know, you know, Bills going through. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah I, I watched that game last night, and Buffalo looked terrible. Josh Allen looked abysmal. He was reckless, to put it mildly. His two interceptions were, like, indefensible. And uh, then he just, like, Christian Wilkins literally just took the ball off him on a sack for a sack fumble recovery. It was – they should not have won that game. They shouldn't have. They should be the wild card team. It's just crazy how Miami collapsed in that one, but long winded way saying I have the same three that you have first round. I have Buffalo KC and Cleveland winning. I do that. KC did a Cleveland defense with Joe Flacco, I think ends uh, CJ Stroud, that this Houston Texans kind of Cinderella season. Um, mm-hmm. That's the other team. That's a home dog. They're also a two and a half point dog to Houston Texans. I do think Cleveland beats them. So for me, I have Cleveland at Baltimore, which is, crazy you're starting to see these division rematchups and then i have kc um at buffalo um i actually have baltimore and kansas city advancing i just believe mm. in kc defense and mahomes i did not like what i saw out of buffalo i think they get pat mahomes again in the playoffs and then i actually have kc beating baltimore um to get to the super bowl um i there's nothing other than I believe in good defenses and quarterbacks um, and head coaches come playoff time. Um, and I don't think Buffalo is a good defense. I don't trust Sean McDermott. And I think Josh Allen has been absolutely reckless. Um, so I'm not going to pick them to be Kansas city. So I have San Francisco versus Kansas city in the super bowl. Who, who you got winning San Fanners. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, they're in a class by themselves at this point. Um, they're one of the healthier teams. In the league, I know they lost uh, uh, Hafunga and their back end, but they've done a good job replacing him. They've reinforced their line with Chase Young. Their offense, like you said, has had mul- will have multiple weeks of rest. They all sat uh, even in week 18. So they're going to have two weeks rest, You know, even whatever uh, McCaffrey's dealing with. But Elijah Mitchell's looks solid when he's been called upon. So they're going to be one of the healthier teams going into the playoffs and they have a lot to prove, right? They feel like they got job last year with Purdy getting hurt against my Eagles and third thought that they were destined that year. Um, and so they all have a chip on their shoulder. And I think they, uh, I think they do uh, actually execute and, and win it all so long as uh, San Fran doesn't have to face Baltimore in, uh, in the Super Bowl because that San Fran Baltimore game uh, was 
it was painful if you were a 49ers fan because that you, defense you exposed the shit out of Brock Purdy in that offense. Ready to play the fixes in? Uh-oh. Have you seen the Super Bowl logo for this season? Oh, yeah. It's uh yeah, it's I, I did see it. So it's Sam Fran and I didn't see who the other purple. It's purple and red. That would be fortuitous oh, if if the Ravens and Niners happen to make it as the two number one seeds, since the color scheme is perfectly aligned with that. And I think that's literally rung true the last three or four years. Straight. The color scheme thing? Oh, I didn't yeah. know it was a previous thing too. Oh, this oh. is such John, it's a huge thing. Yeah, look it Just up. Anthony. Right in our phone. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure it was the Eagles. It was like a, I think they were a little liberal. The Eagles, it was kind of like our, like, we've kind of went to like a teal color with our new logoing. Um, Isn't it midnight? Midnight green? Yeah, yeah, you could say that. But there's certain aspects <laughs> where it looks like blue green in some spots. But yeah, I think it's the last handful of years, uh, three or four, that there's been a loose connection between at least one of the team's primary colors and the Super Bowl logo. So I still hate these fucking corporate looking Super Bowl logos. I miss the Super Bowl lo- logos of my youth. Yeah, all these are yeah, these they're all, you know, now they're brand standard type logos. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah, yeah the other ones are fun. They were looking all... at the pictures now. Love these yeah. things. Celebrating the cities they were in. Yeah. A little little loose with it yeah i don't even know where the super bowl is this year where is it vegas it's right there right there i can Ah. see it from my house (laughs) that is right and then uh where's it go la next year super bowls walk you're not lying last year that is absolutely the same colors yeah and then it was tampa before that right Mm -hmm. the fucking logo is creamsicle basically Told you, John. I, 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 I thought that's where you were going when you said it's already been predetermined. I'm like, shady been predetermined. All right, so Vegas oh. this year, back to New Orleans Remember? next year, and then Santa Clara, San Fran Stadium in 2026. Let's get these logos. 27. Placing our wagers. Yeah, yeah. We need a. We need who's who's making it to the Super Bowl in uh the big easy next year. Mm, fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. All right. So we both have San Fran winning it all. I have Kansas City. You have Buffalo, but then there's trajectories, right? For some of these playoff challenges. I know you play in ones that are like weekly ones. I play in some that are that, but then there are also like elimination ones where you set a lineup based upon all the teams that are in. And then you start whittling down positions as you go forward. So there's value in locating a wild card team like the Kansas City Chiefs that would play the most games over like a San Fran that would have one yeah. left. Um, so you've got you've got Kansas City with four games. I have the Bills with four. We both have the Niners with three. Um you have Dallas with three. I have the Rams with three. Um you have the yeah and you got Balt we both have Baltimore with two. I have Baltimore with one. I was gonna say you do not have Baltimore with two. <laughs> yeah. You have um so, and I have the Browns with three. You have Cleveland with two. So we got a few kind of the, the same trajectory here. But real quick, just going down the odds from MGM here in Las Vegas, home of the Super Bowl. We got uh, Niners are plus 225, Baltimore second plus 325, 
Buffalo plus 650, Dallas plus 750, KC plus 900, which is pretty good odds for knowing what Kansas City is capable of. Your Eagles plus 1,300, Miami 1,600, Detroit 2,000, Cleveland plus 330, which I don't hate, just defense wins championships, right? So place 100 bucks and get 3,300. That ain't the worst thing ever. Then it's the nobodies, Houston's. Plus 4,000. The Rams, I'm shocked, are plus 5,000. Then Tampa, Green Bay, Pittsburgh are at astronomical numbers. Just kind of an interesting thing. So I mentioned these three shitty ones at the bottom. Tampa's plus 6,600. Green Bay's plus 8,000. Pittsburgh is plus 12,500. A year ago, the three worst teams were Miami, the Giants, and Seattle. They were all plus 5,000. So they really think these bottom teams suck <laughs> compared to the bottom of a year ago. So kind of interesting. And, and Chiefs last year were plus 300. So Baltimore and, and the Niners have equal to roughly or better odds than Kansas City did a year ago. So kind of a interesting shakeout, I think, what Vegas is looking at. But Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh, I mean, who, who do they start uh, Mason Rudolph again? I think they have to. I believe what I read was yes. I yeah, thought I, mean, I read that earlier it today. Sounds that like, he's the I mean, it, it sounds like the Kenny Pickett experience must be over already because they wanted him to be the backup because he's been medically cleared for like weeks now, and he said no. He wasn't doing it. Like Prima said, if I'm not starter, I'm not suiting up. So Mike McCarthy's like, okay, young man. <laughs> so oh, not we, McCarthy. Not we'll McCarthy. Let, uh, that's Tomlin? Did I say McCarthy? Um, yeah. No. Really? I'm, I, man, I'm off today. <laughs> Need, need a teleprompter. He, um, he sucks. No, you should always think about Mike McCarthy. That guy's a fucking disaster. Yeah, I mean, we we do here, but it's going to be interesting. Yeah, they, they should get their doors blown off in, <laughs> in Orchard Park by by Buffalo. So it makes sense why their odds are so bad. Houston, I mean, we both picked Cleveland to beat them, and then that's the, that's that four or five matchup, and then you said Tampa's the next long odds, and that's a, another four or five where just because you're four doesn't mean you're the better team. It means you 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 yeah. won. You were the worst division winner. Uh, of the four that's how you get there so you know cleveland and philadelphia both have more wins than houston and uh tampa bay on the season so just from a win-loss perspective they're better teams um not even <laughs> counting caliber of competition like the afc and nfc south were were disappointing this year to put it mildly yeah and i so just going into you you kind of touched on a little bit the, the different formats and stuff. I think the most popular one that most people play in is the one and done where you use a guy once you can't use him again. So what you're trying to do in this first round is get someone who's going to score a lot of points in a losing effort. So you don't, you know, don't squander that opportunity saving somebody for the next round when he goes off in round one and loses. So um, uh, this year, I think I'm going to lean and, and we've talked about this before where you kind of, mix and match and then hopefully you have good players left on the other nfc afc side whichever way you go um but this year just looking at the over and unders for round one i i think a lot of people are going to go nfc because the the total for the three nfc wildcard games 49 and a half 51 and a half and 44 on the afc side it's 44 43 and a half and 39 <laughs> so points are at a premium at least on, on the afc side and and I think the looking at just uh, matchups, Cowboys are indoors, Lions, Rams indoors, Buccaneers, Tampa, nice weather. On the on the other side, you got Texans, which are inside. The Chiefs game's gonna have shit weather. Buffalo's gonna have 
it's going to be cold at least. So if you're factoring weather into it too, that, that may become a part of it. And, and even going down the line, I mean, the Niners aren't going to have bad weather. If, if Green Bay, Green Bay won't, will never host a game because they're the seven unless no, they can't. That's the last one. Okay. So Lions indoor, Rams indoor, Eagles might have the shittiest weather if something comes rolling through Philly. So it seems like in these early rounds, just geography and everything else is favoring NFC. So I might go heavy NFC and just save my AFC guys for the Super Bowl and those one and done contests. Yeah, you put a lot more game theory into these playoff uh, challenges than I do. But I typically look at teams that I, I think are going to lose, obviously. Like you said, yeah. these one, one scenarios, I, I look at teams I think are going to lose, and that like gains my attention at first. Like We both think Tampa Bay is going to lose. Well, Mike Evans against the Eagles is a cherry matchup, right? I mean, he hasn't been doing that well because Baker's banged up, but he's a guy that would be in probably will be in probably all of my one-and-done matchups. Uh, Jared Goff against the Rams, who we both, again, think the Rams are going to win. I think getting Jared Goff, who I wouldn't want to rely on anyway down the line in a higher-scoring affair uh, against the Rams is, is a good person to take a shot on. I pr- I, don't, I don't know that I'd go Amon Ra if they, you know, in case they advance, but you have two running backs to draw from there as well, and either one of them can go off. So there's a little added value in that Detroit backfield with both Gibbs and David Montgomery. But beyond that, like Pitt doesn't really have a lot outside of uh, Najee Harris, which you would think they're probably going to want to ride him in a low-scoring game. But they're a 10-point dog with that 39-point total. So they might not be able to ride Najee. They kind of like Warren more as the pass-receiving option. Like you said, as as a dog, if they do have to pass a little more, Warren's going to be more involved than Exactly. And then the other two that we both had losing were Miami and Houston. Um, Miami – is going to be in a bad weather game in Kansas City. Um, I mean, sure, you probably want to take a shot at Tyreek Hill, but I'm not certain Tua. Um, I mean, I assume Mostert's going to be back, but it's going to be him and A-Chan in the backfield. You know, good luck figuring that out. And then Houston, Nico Collins is really the only guy you'd be confident in, and he's going against Cleveland, who has a great secondary and limited options on offense. You know, they're going to scheme to take Nico Collins out of the game and make – yeah, uh, DJ or CJ Stroud beat him with like Schultz and you know maybe Noah Brown and maybe Robert Woods and you know the lesser thans at the end of the day. So there's not a lot that I would want to draw from in those games ultimately because I, I think Pittsburgh and Houston are going to disappoint from a production standpoint. Well, you know, you mentioned Tyree Kill and that's somebody who I, I, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think people are leaning? Think more people are leaning Chiefs just because it's in Kansas City. So yeah, people yeah, so. in those one and dones want to get, you know, whether it's a chain or Tyree Kill, but like, so you want to differentiate these lineups a little bit. So if everyone else is going Hill, it's in your best interest not to take them. And if they do squeeze past um, Kansas City, they're going to be getting the Ravens. And I, I don't even know if I like that matchup better for Hill, but I think just differentiating yourself and not, you know, there's the, the two sides of this coin, which is you don't use him. Other people use him. He stinks. That's a win for you. Or he stinks and they win, which is also, or he doesn't explode and they win. And now no one really has him to use in that second round against the Ravens. And if you plug him in there, you've got a huge advantage where people either Took the took the L in that first week, and now you have a, a big bump in week two. 
However, there is also the chance if you fade him, he does explode, and then you're chasing those points for the next three weeks. So he, he to me, is the trickiest, you know, marquee big-name player in this entire first round, how you want to play it in those one-and-done contests. Yeah, let's let's talk about, you know, you know, three weeks back, I think it was three weeks back, week uh, 16, sorry, week 17, so two weeks ago, the Ravens emasculated the Miami Dolphins, 56 to 19. And Tyree Kill had six for, for 76 in that game, two only two for 237. I, uh, so I don't know that that's a better matchup. You know, the Ravens seem to have figured the Dolphins out. The Dolphins, I also think, are a fraud, to be honest with you. I, I don't Yes. <laughs> I don't see a world outside of Patrick Mahomes getting Listen, hurt that they win in Kansas City. They have one win this year, Miami, over a team with a better than 500 record. One. If they don't, they haven't beat they, anyone. If they don't score 70 on Denver, I, I wonder what people's opinion of them would be. Like, I think that is really, you know, we talk about this every week, so it's, you know, we have a more, we're, we're more like you said, they're a fraud. We're we're not like, oh, I think a lot of people are still living for what was that week two and they're mm-hmm. still like look out for this offense so i'm not buying it i mean i think hill might be a complete fade i mean talking about different formats you have that one where there's you know what is it 14 playoff teams you need one player from each team mm-hmm. I, I think that's a no-brainer hill is the only guy from miami again you'd like to differentiate i mean i could see someone plugging in most and crossing their fingers but i mean i think you you're, you know, you're trying to accumulate a shit ton of points here. Nobody, period, has the upside Hill has. So I think everyone was gonna is gonna use him in those formats. But again, it, knowing that's gonna happen, if you pivot and go to A chain or Mostert, you're gonna have a pretty big advantage. If he, like you said, a, a six for for seventy something is gonna be detrimental to those teams. If of course Mostert or A chain do even get you double digits. Yeah, I just – I don't – that's probably one of the games – well, no, sorry. Buffalo-Pittsburgh, I'm 100% confident Buffalo wins. I have like a 90% confidence that Kansas City beats Miami. It's probably one of the more confident games that, that I would think. So, yeah. That Does the game. venue change your opinion? If it was in Miami, <laughs> would you – Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be lesser. I mean, sure. But they just totally spit the bit at home against Buffalo as well. Their team Correct. just hasn't looked as good. Um, the last several weeks, Waddle's hurt. It's clear Tyreek Hill's hurt. Mostert has been out injured. You know, they're, they're losing these explosive play, yeah. you know, game changing playmakers. And when they don't have that and, and they lost both their, uh, defensive ends in the last several weeks, Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb are out for the season. So they have no pass rush to speak of. So you're going to have Patrick Mahomes sitting back there all day, you know, with, with time to throw. I mean, it even, even with him, his shitty receivers, he's going to find a couple guys for big plays. So it's com- just Miami's you've, you've totally, you've totally talked me into the Chiefs here. Like not even I was humming and hawing, but now I'm like no way. But what's funny is I, I think the difference here between AFC and NFC, the Bills should beat the dog shit out of the Steelers. Chiefs have all the advantages in the world against the Dolphins. I don't think the Texans have a chance against the Browns. To be honest, on the NFC side. Slight Lions Rams is a coin flip. Buccaneers Eagles, light. What's Eagles 55 45 favorite? Probably, maybe. I mean, looking at the, the money line, it's minus 135 on Philly, plus 115 for Tampa. So it's close to that. 
the Cowboys Packers, I just, I mean, Dallas is a seven and a half point home favorite. They're minus three fifty on the money line. Green Bay's plus two seventy five. But I think that is the most likely upset out of everything. Yeah, I mean, just because of who the Cowboys have been for the last and their coach, and I mean, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I don't disagree. I mean, I, I, that one would surprise me. That's because I just don't think the Packers are that good either. The Packers' defense is bad. Um, they're just getting away with it, and. Jordan loves, yeah, he's been doing, he's been playing well. Um, but again, I, I wonder how much of that is a byproduct of who, who are, who is he beating? You know, like his, the last five weeks for the Packers, they've lost at the New York Giants. They lost at home big to the Bucks. They beat the Panthers by three, 33 to 30. They let the Panthers score 30 points on them. They smacked the Vikings who were already done for. 33-10, then they outlasted the Bears 17-9. to Like, even in the last month, you know, they, they haven't been that good. The best win they had was the beginning of the month, week 13, back home against the Chiefs. They won 27-19. You know, so they have some statement wins. They beat the Lions right before that, but they lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Vikings and Broncos early in the year. They lost to the Raiders. They lost to the Falcons early in this year. I mean, I know there's some growing pains with a young team, but I, I I think they're they're a year or two ahead uh, of time, so I, I think Dallas handles business at home easily. I think Dallas. I think, co- they, I, think I think Dallas covers personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, is that great? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if they beat them fucking thirty five to thirteen, but I also wouldn't be shocked if Green Bay squeezes it out. And we just, listen, I will be a cheesehead, an honorary cheesehead, watching cheese <laughs> watch Jerry Jones hold his face. Yeah. All right, so. Why don't we do this real quick? Why don't we go through all the teams, and if we had to pick the one player per team thing, um, and I'll kind of keep track of what positions we're going through because some leagues are different, but we'll just say no defense, no kicker. I, I got a, two QBs plus a super flex. So who are we taking from each team? Let's just go. We'll start with the Eagles and Bucks. Who do you want from those two teams if you had to pick one guy for the remainder of the playoffs. Yeah, this is the yeah the build uh, situation. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I can't take either of the receivers on the Eagles. Um, not we'll we'll make it easy. Much. Mike Evans for sure for Tampa, right? I mean, oh yeah, Mike Evans. Move on. I mean, there, there's a little world where Rashad White is appealing as well. Yes. But, um, if, if I knew they would win, yeah, he gets all the work. I would take but, Rashad White. But yeah. I don't think they are, so I would take Mike Evans. Same, Mike Evans. On the Eagles side, um, as I just kind of scroll through, I'm not. Look, if the Eagles win, it's on the back of Hurts. So I think I agree. It's hard to move one of your from, quarterbacks here. This dude dislocated his middle finger in the game. He has no receivers to throw to. Hard-pressed, I mean, because quarterback's a premium position, right, in, in these type of formats. So – I'm probably going to look at like a Dallas Goddard, to be honest with you. Hmm. Because he should get an uptick in utilization. And listen, I have the Eagles going two and out. And I don't think, you know, it's a 44 point total against the Bucks. Like that doesn't scream, you know, crazy Jalen Hurts you, game to me. All right. You, your Eagles, I will go along with you there. Goddard, it is. All right. Going to the Rams. Playoff time. 
who are they going to lean on? I think Cooper Cup, but if you want to fill one of the running back spots, I get Kyron. It's Kyron Williams. That's for sure. Yeah, he's going to get 30 touches. Yeah. I don't disagree. Now, Lions is a real mixed bag. This would have been a smash for fucking Sam Laporta, but instead he has smashed his knee, so it's hard to make a decision there. I would say I'm on Raw. Get so much, you know what's funny? I so much hockey. Is as we do here, I completely <laughs> forgot he existed. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna get he could get literally 20 targets in this game. Hey, we've we've talked about it for what three years now? Nobody else in the passing game, it yeah. all funnels through him. You're absolutely correct. Keeps coming up, I, sun god. So I think for the Packers, it's gotta be Aaron Jones. Now that he's healthy, they seem to be leaning on him a little bit more. That's where I would go there. I like all their receivers, but yeah. it's hard to pick who's going to be the guy. Yeah, I mean, Dontavian Wicks called both touchdowns against the Bears, but Jaden Reed was a stud on his limited volume. I agree with you. Aaron Jones is starting. He's getting all the work again. If the Packers want to win this game, they're going to have to control the clock and keep the Dallas offense off the field. So I'm with you. If, if it wasn't Aaron Jones, I would go with Jaden Reed pretty clearly. I agree with that. Um, all right, now to the Cowboys. There's only one guy. CD Lamb, right? Hundred percent. He's okay. He's breaking football right now, and it's <laughs> yeah. not stopping. Yeah. All right. I agree there. So we have filled up our wide receiver spots. We have two quarterbacks, one running back, one tight end, a super flex, and three flexes to go. So Niners, well, you got to take McCaffrey, right? There's no. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, there's a world you take Purdy. Now, wait. Because, here, yes. Here, here's the thing. We, yeah, we I'm looking at the three, games left. Yeah. Three quarterback spots. We have yet to fill them. So if yeah. we do all three on the AFC side, we are losing out completely on the double. Yeah. See, Super Bowl week. Think, yeah. McCaffrey with this little nagging injury. Why don't get the, the, yeah, we. I, I think we have forced ourselves into Purdy. Yeah, you tie yourself in that entire into all those skill position players with all Purdy. Right. All right, now to the AFC, um, Cleveland Browns. I don't know what to do here. I don't, uh, <laughs> a, there's no real uh, Amari. Cooper. Is it? It's either him or Njoku. That's I was gonna say Njoku. He seems to have come alive with Flacco here, mm-hmm. and if they get bounced. At some point, you're losing out on a tight end. Who cares? Yeah, because looking through the rest of the games, I don't want Kelsey. I'm sorry. I don't. Um, Dolphins nope. don't have a tight end of consequence. Steelers nope. aren't using Fryer nope. and the Bills, maybe Kincaid, but they use Dawson Knox as well. So I think Njoku's a smart play on the teams left because we have to fill the spot. And there's just nothing there. <laughs> I do like it. Amari Cooper's exploded, but he also, I think he got hurt after that huge. Yes, that is true. Yard game. So, yeah, I uh, I like. Real quick, just to jump ahead here and not go in order, uh, we're doing Josh Allen and Mahomes for the last two quarterbacks, right? Got to be? Yes, 100%. Okay, so get those two out of the way. <laughs> so, with Texas, I think you got to go Nico Collins since you're not going Stroud. There's just really no one else. Or did you say we're already filling waters here? Where are we filled at? No, he can be a flex. Nico is a flex. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he's clearly the alpha in this passing offense. I, I think they're one and done, but they're, they're going to have to throw. 
We got the Browns. So we've got Ravens, Steelers, Dolphins left. We have one running back and two flex. Do you go? Do you go? Steelers, I would go with Najee, like we were talking. I'm no, thinking you like Jalen Warren, right? If we're in a PPR world and we think Buffalo trashes them, Warren's the play. They're not going to funnel a bunch of passes through Najee. Yeah, I don't disagree. I just their their whole offense has become Najee Harris the last few weeks. But at a 10-point dog with a low total, I mean, they're pretty much saying the Steelers aren't even going to be competitive in this game. They're saying it's going to be like a 24-10 type game or, you know, 27-7 potentially. Um, yeah, I mean, if you break it down, it's going to be a 24-and-a-half to 15 final. What do you have the total out there? That's, that's, that would be over. It's 39, 35. 39. Oh, you're at 39. 30, 30, I'm five and a half. <laughs> oh, could have, I mean, I looked at it at like three in the morning. It absolutely could have come crashing down. <laughs> I mean, I'm also not on a betting site. I'm on CBS. Yeah, I mean, that's totally possible. Yeah, see, I have it a lot lower. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with going Jalen Warren being a little different. Because All right, now, once you think Deontay Johnson's a guy, then Pickens goes off for 150 yards. So... So we got Ravens and Dolphins. Dolphins are the toughest one to me. I mean, you got to go Hill, right? We kind of talked about that earlier. I think you're kind of. I go A-Chan. Isn't Mostert healthy again? He wasn't in the must-win game they just had. Mm, Just had against uh, Buffalo. I agree. Um, I haven't. Laid, I know that Ooh, I it is. It is that thirty-five and a half. You are correct, sir. Oof. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's you know, it's fucking disgusting. It's like a twenty-three twelve game. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So they're saying the Steelers aren't going to do anything in that game, which it's the highest seventeen there. I mean, it's going to be a. I can see it being a. a throwbacky type game, which I think Najee Harris could kind of pile up the yards early, but they're not even predicting touchdowns for the Steelers, really. So if he doesn't get in there, he's definitely not getting there with receptions. So I can stick with Jalen Warren. I might want to jump on Lamar on the Baltimore side, though, because I don't want to touch any of his playmakers, which would make us have to jump off of uh, Mahomes or Josh Allen. I mean, having to pivot and differentiate a little bit, I don't mind Isaiah Likely. I mean, you end up with a three tight end build, but he's been targeting him. I mean, he's he's, yeah, he's the guy. I wouldn't trust any of the other receivers. And Gus Edwards is touchdown or bust. He doesn't get involved in the passing game. So it, Isaiah likely is the only other guy I would even consider. But we can always get off of Mahomes and go with Travis Kelsey, who is bad as he's bad. Oh, oh, that makes listen. Me hey, you know he's going to he's going to get ten targets in the playoff every playoff game he plays in. Before he retires after this season, <laughs> pretty scary to me. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I would rather go Lamar Kelsey over Mahomes, likely. But you have Baltimore going one and done, so I understand your trepidation because you don't want to roll with a quarterback. 
things going to play one. Yeah, game. and I think I mean if if they're going, if you have Kansas City going to the Super Bowl, I think you want the, and I know it's Kelsey, but I think you want the quarterback, not the tight end. Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. It's just Baltimore is literally between Lamar Jackson and Isaiah Likely for me. <laughs> like just that, I mean, yeah. When you put the when you put their pass. names out there, that that is not even close. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I do have, you know, Baltimore playing two games. Yeah, I don't have them losing. I mean, I could, I could pivot there. I, I like where you're going. I mean, that that's the, that's the fucking home run play. Yeah, Lamar and Kelsey. No matter how many, you know, unless they're both one and done. Well, then if they're one and done, doesn't matter if you go Mahomes or. Likely anyway, but yeah, that's the that's the upside play. Yeah, Miami to me is the toughest though. Like I said, you, you want to go Hill, but like you said, he's got the ankle. Is is Waddle even back yet? I don't know. He I didn't play. If, no. no. So man. yeah, Cedric Wilson then two wide sets. Just I wish Mostert was still notably hurt, but I I don't mind the A chain move because that guy can explode. So I I like what we built there. I will probably plug this in somewhere. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> where I'm at. Raheem Mostert is still listed as knee questionable for wild card weekend. Jalen Waddle's ankle questionable. And Xavier Howard is foot questionable uh, on the Monday injury release. And did you get an email from MFL about their postseason shootout league? I can't find how much it costs. <laughs> They got a bunch of prizes for it. I got a couple of emails from them yesterday. Uh, some of this win. Oh yeah, win 100k in the postseason shootout. Yeah, I was like, what okay. is this yeah, I, we got here? I didn't do any of them. Me neither. But I'm thinking I might. And that one's got a weird two quarterback, two running back. Here's the weird twist that that one has. A wide receiver or tight end, wide receiver or tight end, two flex, a defense, and a kicker. And you can have two players from each team if you wanted to. So hmm. you could really go, you know, if you think it's Niners, if you think it's Niners KC, you can go Mahomes, Kelsey, Purdy, McCaffrey, and you can have the four players you want in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I thought that was a, an interesting setup I had not seen. I mean, there's the ones where you do the the draft kind of things. You get whoever you want. But, yeah, I thought that was a, an interesting little wrinkle there. Well, I will be looking into that after we get done recording. Yeah, I, I just can't find a price. <laughs> I went on it and tried to sign up, and I was like, I don't see anything that says what it costs. But 100, 100 grand, grand price. That, that, that price is right. Tell you that much. Yeah, so uh, other format options here. The NFL playoff challenge, which I did years ago, I have not done uh, in a while. And I think that one you can actually build your – I don't remember what the lineup construction is, but I think that in that one you can actually build your entire lineup of a team. So if you think who's who's going to play four games, we have the Bills, we have Kansas City. So – if you think the Bills go through and score a shit ton of points, you can load your lineup with Josh Allen and Cook and, and Diggs and you want to do Kincaid or Knox or whatever. You can do that, and then each round it's a multiplier. So round one, you get the whatever points they have. Round two, you get their points times two. Round three, you get their points times three. And in the Super Bowl, you get them times four. So if you can nail the two Super Bowl teams in that one, 
you you can really crush because yeah, everyone in the Super Bowl is getting a four times multiplier. That was a lot harder to do, and especially if you like, let's just say Ravens and Niners in the Super Bowl, you're you're coming from behind with zero points completely in round one. And I think the the year I played it, the guy that ended up winning the whole thing, um, yeah, I believe he had like six points total in the first round. It was dead. And that's last, the thing because you still get double what they do in the second round, even though they didn't play. So you can, and when you get Super Bowl, you're getting four times. So your four point passing touchdown yeah. turns into sixteen. <laughs> so yeah, you know, exactly. Purdy gets in the Super Bowl and throws four. He's exploding. Yeah, that multiplier is the workaround for you know fading the teams with the buy. Right. It's yeah. still incentivize you to pick the players that you think ultimately going to play the most games. That's what you want, right? I mean, it's it's not how you get to the end. <laughs> it's having the most players that are playing in the Super Bowl is yeah. probably your best course of action, right? Yeah, which, which is a fun one, but, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one I did years ago, and I, I think first time I played, Des Bryant was still in the NFL, as I vaguely recalled. <laughs> Picking Des Bryant in my first season of it, and I, I think they lost like one or two. Yeah, they lost in like the first or second round of the playoffs, so I lost Mr. Mr. Bryant. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's totally different concepts and constructs, right? There's one, the team that we built, there's the weekly where you pick them and lose them type guys. So yeah. even if the team advances, you know, there's your point where there's, there's escalators in leagues. So there's a ton of different formats that you can play in. You know I mean? Ultimately, you know, I think it's, you, you want to make sure that you're not hamstringing yourself. And I think that's something you do a great job in, in those, you know, in those, those, uh, Ones where you, you construct uh, weekly teams where you're not pigeonholing yourself in, <clears throat> excuse me, into certain quarterbacks at the end. So picking a division type thing um, is yeah. something I didn't used to. I I I didn't. I always played like optimal scenarios where I was like, okay, I, I got this guy on you know on the AFC side, and then oh shit, then they end up getting upset and losing like in the in the semifinals. And I'm like, oh crap! Well, now I'm, you know, I'm stuck playing Jimmy G in the Super Bowl the year that the 49ers oh, went there. That's happened to me yeah. multiple. It's like if any, I take anybody from this side of the bracket, unless this team makes a run, and then that team would make a run every year. And I'm like, fuck, I'm yeah. stuck here again. But like I said, like I said at the start, I just looking at the point totals. I think going NFC heavy and including the quarterbacks. I mean. Baker kind of stinks, but he is going to pepper uh, Evans. Love has upside if he's hitting hitting the playmakers on that team, and, and all those quarterbacks are are decent. You're not miserable. You're you're. I mean, he's played fine, but you don't really want to use Joe Flacco. You really don't want C.J. Stroud in his first ever playoff game against that Browns defense. Um, but you know. You don't think those guys are going to the Super Bowl. Same thing with the Steelers. You, you could end up with Mason Rudolph, but if may, if the Steelers make it to the fucking Super Bowl, it's largely on the back of Mason Rudolph just feeding Pickens mm-hmm. and Johnson at a sickening pace. So th- there is a, at least a narrative on the AFC side that if you take these high-scoring NFC guys through the, through the playoffs up to the Super Bowl, whoever you're getting out of the AFC has probably played pretty well to get you to that point. So I'm definitely in, in those leagues going to end up not using any AFC quarterbacks. 
Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, I, I do think to a caveat the Joe Flacco against uh, Houston in the first round indoors in uh, down in Houston. I think he could go off. He's been unleashing it. So I, I think he's one that, you, you know, it, not so much against Baltimore. I wouldn't see it happen against Baltimore. Um, even like you said, if they win, I wouldn't think he's going to go bonkers against them. It would just be a great storyline. But I think, I think he could be a top five fantasy quarterback uh, in the wild card weekend. I really do. Strange, but I don't disagree at all. I would start him over Stroud because of the, the defensive matchups too. Like if I was considering that game, I would yeah, start for sure. Black- 10 times out of 10 over Stroud. I agree. I did and, not think and, I'd be making in 2024. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Imagine, imagine winding this back to week one of the season. Yeah, I think CJ Stroud and Joe Flacco in the in their playoff matchup. Excuse me? What was that? Yeah. <laughs> head to head, now, I'm going to Flacco. Yep. One thing we didn't talk about, which which no, normally you go, uh, who cares about this? But because other people have lots of leagues where this is part of it, if you you gotta pick them, which defense and kicker are you trying to burn in this first round? I mean, the Steelers to me, right? We're thinking they're losing low scoring game. Bills are prone to turnovers. That might be a place to look at defense if you're if you're not, you know, you mentioned they're not supposed to even score any points. So even taking one of those or either of those two running backs, you're not really looking at much. So using burning that defense there and losing it where the bills could, could win and still have three turnovers. So if you get the, you know, the fumble and an interception or two there, I, th- I think that is the only defense I'm kind of interested in. Of course the Browns, but if the Browns make a run, that would kind of suck to just ride that defense through. But if you look at the matchup, CJ Stroud, first playoff game, you got the Ravens who have a history of falling apart in the playoffs with Lamar at quarterback. So not the worst matchups. And then same thing, if it went the way I have it on my bracket, then they get the Bills, who everything I just said about the Steelers' defense. So I don't hate that. Nobody on the uh, NFC side defense that stands out to me. So for me, if I was just going to burn a team that I think is going to lose now or next round, it would be Steelers or the Browns. And then for kicker, probably just take the Dolphins guy if you're trying to differentiate. But if, if we think Kansas City is going to beat them, you're not losing much there. I, I don't really see maybe the Lions kicker because they're indoors and at home. But the, the kicker is kind of a tough one because I don't know where you want to burn it. Uh, I'm going to burn it with those Houston Texans with Kaimi Fairbairn as the kicker. That's That will be my kicker to burn. And Yeah, because we're just losing Nico, right? So yeah. who cares? And then – as much as I think Mike Evans can go off, the defense that I'd be willing to burn would be the Buccaneers too. So that's not a bad pivot. If if the Eagles just collapse continues, I'm not terrified of losing Mike Evans. He really hasn't played well in the last two weeks with Baker's injuries. So not ideal, but if we're talking about games on wild card weekend, um, the Texans kicker just screwed. That's an indoor game as well against a good defense kick a fair amount of field goals and yeah while we're sacrificing is nico um yeah yeah. when you look at the players we've picked for for that other format like if you just apply that and you got to get rid of two of them to to plug in a defense and a kicker yeah i think nico collins is the clear weak link and so probably jalen warren i mean you know i get what you're saying about evans but just that 
upside that's there. You're not getting that from any of the Steelers guys. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, they're they're easy on a low scoring game where they might get you a couple points. Yeah, it doesn't look like they, you know, they're going to get blown out necessarily in a bad weather game. So, and Josh Allen is turnover prone. So the Steelers are, you know, that's a, I agree. I think that's probably a good pivot, um, sacrificing the, the Steelers in that game. Where, so, oh, but they, I think they are, I think Steelers are going to be without uh, TJ Watt. Yeah, Correct. Late in that game, like an MCL. Um, so they'll be a little toothless um, against Josh Allen. <laughs> that fucking that Dolphins defense sucks now. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Losing Chubb. Uh, yeah, they're screwed. They have nothing. They they were logging heavy Melvin Ingram snaps yeah. last night, and that dude was past his prime five years ago. Ingram and uh, Van Ginkle. Well, Van Ginkle got hurt, so they were starting uh, this other guy who was like a special teamer. Was, was playing like heavy end snaps. Yeah, Ginkle left the game uh, injured too. So hey, Melvin Ingram, who looks more like a D tackle these days. Was like caught in coverage lapses like several times. It's it, shit's going bad in South and Beach. Signing Damakan Sue, he's still out there, folks. <laughs> Dude, do, right. do something. So real quick, we talked about. I think we'll get out of here for this. We talked about the guys we like on each team. Who'd we who'd we pick? We kind of mentioned other players. You could pivot there. Let's talk about just fades real quick. Guys we don't like on each team. So why don't we start with your Eagles? Is there anybody you're not? looking to play throughout this playoff run. Yeah, I, I, I'm not comfortable with either of the receivers right now being injured. Um, even if they suit up, I'd be skeptical of them. I do think DeAndre Swift didn't play last week because he was sick. So I think he'll get back to getting all the work. So I wouldn't be afraid of him. Um, but but those receivers, um, with their injuries and the way this offense has looked, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be picking either of them in playoff challenges. Tampa, I I don't think you could play Mayfield. <laughs> I think he's the easy one out there, even with I, I, yeah, I, even with the matchups. But the other three, I think, are all in play. I even think Goblin's in play. Yeah, yeah, for, I like the PPR world. But and, and Rashad White, we're both huge Rashad White fans. I think he's going to get all he can handle. And the Eagles' rush defense has not been nearly as dominant um, the last several weeks as they were early in the season. Yeah, then going to the Rams. Uh, Maybe Puka. I know he, you know, set the record. He's a big part of this offense, but you know, it's playoff time. You go to your your veteran studs. I, I if I had to pick a guy to fade here, and obviously I'm not including <clears throat> what's his name? Tight end. Kyron. No, the tight end guy. Uh, oh, Higby. Yeah, Higby. I mean, he's not even in the conversation. He he's kind of been phased out entirely with Puka's emergence. So. I, I would probably make the fade Puka, at least to the big names on the Rams and on the Lions side. I mean, it's, it's injury-related, but I, I think you have to fade Laporta, even if he is active. I mean, a, a knee, bone bruise, that shit looked nasty. Luckily, he didn't do any real damage. But And, and Goff, you know, we've seen Goff completely fall apart, so that might be my my other fade if I'm cheating with Laporta. Yeah, um, it's hard because the Lions get so narrow. Uh, if Laporta's inactive, we're like we're not talking about starting Josh Reynolds, you know, in games yeah. or even Jamison Williams or stuff like that. So it's the two running backs on the bottom, Ross St. Brown. I I can make cases for all three of them. Um, Goff, I'm you know I'm not looking to play him on the Rams side. You're right, Higby's been phased out, which is exactly why he's going to catch like two touchdown passes. 
<laughs> in this game. I mean, that's record, just, record performance. This is how, how it works. Um, I wouldn't be crazy about starting Matt Stafford. He's won games, but he hasn't been like great from a fantasy perspective. Um, you know, the last several weeks. So I wouldn't, I'm not in a 51 point total game. I'm not too crazy about either, either quarterback in that Rams Lions game. I think so, yeah, get most of the points. Going to Cowboys and Packers. Cowboys for me, it's actually pretty easy. Yeah, I, I've been burned all year by Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to get burned again. So I think he's the easy fade there. Cooks has come on a little bit late in the season. I, I, I like him. So pretty easy fade there for Pollard. And on the Packers side, I don't know if AJ Dillon is cheating, but you know, maybe Christian Watson, if, if he's fully healthy, but even Musgrave, Musgrave, who I love coming back from injury. I don't know if I trust him. So there's actually quite a few fades on the Packers side, but part of it's because I like all these guys as actual football players, but it's just too big of a distribution tree to really trust anyone outside of Aaron Jones and Jaden Reed. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, <clears throat> I did hear that Christian Watson was supposed to is supposed to be back for this. I wouldn't trust him at all. Uh, so that's an easy one on the Cowboys side. This is just I agree with you. Tony Pollard's been a, a massive disappointment this year. Green Bay is a bad run defense. I I wouldn't fade Pollard. I get where you're at with him. I would stay away from any of the ancillary pieces. You know the the Brandon Cooks, even like the Jake Ferguson's. I think Pollard's going to get 20 plus touches and I think he could end up having himself a day. So I wouldn't fade him, but I mean, just what, what lambs being it, there was no need to have him have a conversation about the Cowboys running back when CD Lamb is Rico like, Dowdle time, obvious must start uh, in that game. All right. To the AFC side, Ravens, you mentioned it earlier. We'll just start with the, Oh no, we didn't, we didn't do the Niners. We do the Niners and Ravens together. The number one seed. Oh, I'm going to fade Kittle. I'm just not. I mean, looking at the other weapons they have, you can't fade CMC. You can't fade Purdy. You can't fade Ayuk or Debo. So the, the odd man out is Kittle. And on the Raven side, I, I only like <laughs> likely and yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson. So kind of what you said, maybe Gus Edwards here, kind of touchdown dependent. They've been getting Justice Hill involved. None of those receivers are trustworthy. I mean, so this is almost a, only two guys you can play and don't trust anybody else. So there's actually pretty easy to fade players on a team that's number one, shockingly. Yeah, Kittle's the odd man out. When everyone's healthy, he seems to become an, an extra lineman and blocks more than he does anything else, um, which he's amazing at. So he's the easy fade. You know, assuming that McCaffrey's, McCaffrey's relatively healthy. I will say something about the Baltimore Ravens. I heard reports, and it seems to make a ton of sense to me, that they've been handling Odell Beckham with kid gloves this year for this exact reason, for the postseason. Mm-hmm. When he plays, he makes plays. Look, uh, that guy was going to be the Super Bowl MVP. It wasn't even yes. close. <laughs> yes, and now <laughs> he he's back. This is like a, a redemption chance for him. I could see him going absolutely bananas in the playoffs. <laughs> I really could. Um, it's been, yeah. they play Cleveland in the second round. It's like a semi revenge game for him too. Oh, yeah, with the Browns, like he could he could go off, but I wouldn't be pinning my hopes to him with the Ravens. So I wouldn't be fading him. I was just going to say the receivers, but Bateman and Flowers would be a fade for me. Beckham, I would just 
just because there's other options, I wouldn't touch them. But I could see Beckham having a turn back the clock kind of couple week run uh, with the Ravens in the playoffs. We are in the in the one and done. So you have Baltimore playing Cleveland that first game. Are are you of them? Obviously, whatever else shakes out changes everything. But are you of the mindset that you would go to Beckham in that round and burn him? Yeah, I like that because if they advance, like I have them, then I still hold Lamar. Um, yeah, I, Kansas I, I like, City. I, it, would, it, would, it would be Beckham more likely for me um, in that round because I just don't like the upside of Lamar. If then Kansas City against Baltimore, I think that could be a higher scoring affair. That would probably be a spot where I'd want to burn Lamar, especially since I have the Chiefs advancing, so I can hold my uh, Mahomes bullet. So yeah, those two games would probably be it'd be Beckham or likely in the first round, and then it'd be Lamar in the second round. All right, so back to who we're fading: Steelers, Bills. Steelers, uh, easy fade at quarterback. There, <laughs> we talked about liking both running backs. Their wide receivers obviously can can get heavily involved and explode. So get Mason Rudolph out of there for me for the Bills. Eh, I mean, the tight ends, they don't move the needle for me really uh, while they're both healthy. So I think Knox or Kincaid are easy fades. Um, pretty narrow tree, right? We're going Cook or Diggs or Allen, and that's about it there. Yeah, and even Cooks, I mean, he's he hasn't done crap the last couple of weeks. He's, no. he's averaged three and a half yards or less the last three games. Um, he's dropped some easy touchdown. He dropped a, an easy touchdown catch yesterday. Yesterday, um, uh, where he ran a, a good route, got open in the end zone, and now and put the ball right on him. I wouldn't trust Cooks as far as I could throw him. It's literally Diggs and Allen for me in this offense. Yeah. So Chiefs, the fade. Everyone except Rasheed Rice, Kelsey, Mahomes, and Pacheco. Right? I don't. None of the none of the additional yeah. receivers are any good. And actually, we we want to go. You know, throw some names out there like a true fade. Uh, I know you talked him up a little bit, but Kelsey scares the shit out of me. It's the worst year he's ever had. I think that continues in the playoffs. I would be happy fading him, to be honest. Oh, and then Miami side, boy, really shady there, but I think I'm going to fade Tua if I got to pick. Again, going with a name, if I fade Cedric Wilson, no one cares. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you on the fade to a thing. Uh, not trusting the Dolphins. I would also, I said Mostert. I would fade Mostert. I do think Miami's going to try their best to run the ball uh, on KC. Um, I don't think they're going to try and go that vertical on them. So Mostert could bite me, but I, I don't like the 30-some-year-old running back with a knee injury that wasn't even active in a pretty much one game against Buffalo uh, last night. So he... He could easily be a fade. He could bite me and bite me in the ass. Um, I agree. The Kelsey side, it makes sense to want to fade him. He's been in a, just a dis- tremendous disappointment uh, this year. But I just feel something about a playoff switch. I think I honestly do believe this is his last season. Um, I think both Kelsey's retire at the end of this year. So him sitting last week, even though he had some like reason not to, he could have got to a thousand receiving yards again uh, on the season. I think he's <laughs> he's trying to go out with a bang. Um, and he will be highly targeted uh, in the playoffs. He'll play more snaps. He's been playing restricted snaps the last several weeks. I just, I think they've been saving it for this. Um, and then this, this is empty the tank time. So give me a tight end that's going to get 10 plus targets a game in the playoffs. Aston, certainly not least, Texans and the Browns. Texans, 
fade their running backs. I don't know what to do with that. Um, and then CJ Stroud. I mean, we've talked about him a little bit. And on the Cleveland Brown side, I've, I, I, I hate Amari Cooper. So I, I don't know <laughs> if he's had a pretty good year, but I'm, I'm fading him. I mean, that guy's just so boomer bust. You're, you're equally as likely to get, you know, a nice three point game out of him. So count me out. Yeah, I really like Njoku on the Brown side, so it's easy to get away from Amari, and I think Derek Stingley's probably going to have him most of the time. And Stingley's pretty good cover corner uh, for the Texans. Um, so I, I could get there with you. On the Texans side, I mean, I'm not trusting their, their running backs. I mean, Singletary had all the work and barely got there. He got you know a late touchdown uh, against the Colts. He's He just hasn't really looked apart the last couple of weeks. And of course, no one's starting Damian Pierce. There's no one outside of Nico as far as wide receivers I would trust. I mean, we're talking about Noah Brown and Robert Woods and Xavier Hutchinson for, for goodness sake. I mean, maybe a little Dalton Schultz, but that dude's disappeared for weeks at a time as well uh, in this offense. So he could be a dump off. Dalton Schultz could eat um, while Cleveland's constantly in Stroud's face, but he's not someone I'm I'm going after. I wouldn't fade him, but he's he's not a guy that I would be uh, clamoring to start either. Hmm. Well, I think we've covered just about everything we can cover here. I hopefully uh, this is always a fun part of the year, chasing some money. If you lost this season, like, like I unfortunately did. So hopefully I can cover some of those losses, but uh, that does it for me. Walkie got anything before we get out of here? No, sir. Good luck uh, to everyone, but Tampa Bay this weekend. So for uh, myself, John Dallas, Martin, Oh, and Dallas, oh, sorry. Oh. No good luck to Dallas either. Yeah, I actually, I, I like these games this uh, this year. I don't have any really rooting interest. This should be kind of fun just to watch. But that should do it for us. For myself, John Debari, my co-host, Matt Walker. We are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Out! Regular season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to know what he. I want to know what was going on in that war room, in the draft. Oh, I uh, wonder. Yeah, did I say Rivera? Because I'm just reading that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Josh yeah. Harris has already brought in Rick Spielman, and that that Bob Myers guy who was the the Warriors GM who created that super. Yeah, I knew it was somebody from the um, NBA to assist in the search. So. Just Sarah's ain't fucking around. I mean, so one and two are Bears and Redskins. <laughs> Jesus, I'll never say fucking Commanders. It is not even doesn't even cross my mind. Um, <laughs> Bears, Bears and com- huh? Bears haven't fired their coach yet. Let me see. No, no, no. Bears and Commanders going one two. Uh, oh, well, pick it's got to be May and Williams, right? Or Williams May, whatever. The two quarterbacks, one and two. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even if the bears don't hold the pick, if someone's trading up the one, they're trading up for a quarterback. So, and then Washington's going to take, I assume the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I think a, a fate to complete is that those guys go one and two. And then who is it? The Patriots are three sitting left holding the bag. Yeah. <laughs>
Outside looking in, as usual. Just that close to fixing things, potentially. Nope. No, you know what the Patriots thing to do is you wait to whatever they pick, two, two, three, and you they take JJ McCarthy. That's very Patriotsy, isn't it? Sounds about right. It's funny because the Patriots have the same exact record as the Commanders, so I guess it's tiebreaker wise. Mm-hmm. That's how they got edged out. I mean, the Patriots are going to really uh, regret that Broncos win in week 16. I'll tell you that much. Ugh. Ugly, unnecessary game. Think about that. All, I mean, every year, all the time, and I get these guys have, get the players have, like, you know, bonuses to play for and shit. And did you see, did you see the, did you see the Chris Jones thing where he got that sack and got his bonus money? No, he didn't get it, right? No, he got a sack. He got over 10 and he got the 10 and a half. Oh, he did get there because I heard something that, that he missed it on something. I saw the Jadavion Clowney one. Well, there, there's always a world where they, you know, stat correct it and he gets fucked. But it, at oh, the yeah. time I saw it, it it's was a sack that earns a 1.25 million. That's a That's fucking pretty nice for doing his job. That's cool. Don't you think? Like, like, really? Let's say you're the half. He shouldn't even been in this game. Yeah, he's second. Also East true. In the third quarter of a meaningless game, risking getting hurt. Yeah, that's cool. 